our Top Shelf Fantasy, brought to you by Corey Dows, Tom Craig Penny, and Scotty Milne. Let's get into it, baby. Top Shelf Fantasy. It is May 26th. This is our 65th podcast, and we have the pleasure of talking about quarterbacks and tight ends today. Jumping on in my seat. Can't wait. Um, follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter, Top Shelf FNTSY. Um, podcast players, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, and over at the website at topshelffantasy.com. Uh, Scotty. Getting our YouTube uh, uh, channel rocking. We had a live mock draft with 12 live drafters. Um, So it takes out all of the uh, sleepers, um, quote-unquote, rankings or ADP. Um, So we got to get a a sense of of really how certain people drafted and where they're viewing different players. So I would certainly suggest that go head over to YouTube. And that's Top Shelf FNTSY as well. I believe, right? Correct. Uh, yes, it should be. Um, I think I think you search top shelf fantasy, it still comes up though. So, okay. Well, I'll put I'll put a link in the description of the of the podcast, and we can put a link on the on the website. Again, like all the information's over at at topshelffantasy.com. Um, all right. How's I mean? How's everybody doing? I mean, this is this is quarterbacks and tight ends. Nobody ever really wants to talk about tight ends. So, I mean, you know, I'm wearing can... my Anquan Bolden jersey because they don't own a quarterback or a tight end shirt. I, I love surfing. You're like, oh my God, I have nothing. Come, on, come here, Bolden. I mean, I like talking about quarterbacks. I hate tight ends, though. Yeah. Yeah. Quarterbacks, I can definitely get on board with, but tight ends. I mean, th- they do make or break your team. Tight ends, I don't know. They're cute. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not even cute. for a few. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the top end with the Kelseys and the Kittles and the Ertzes. I do. Oh. They just still don't even do it for me. I'd rather have the wide receiver running back. Which you can, you can honestly. What's nice about the YouTube is you can see where they were selected, and then you can see the wide receivers and running backs that players passed up on as they were taking, you know, uh, Mark Andrews in the in the fourth round. You know. Um, it was a massive leap too. Yeah, from like the top tier tight ends to the tight end fives, like eight rounds later. Yeah, well, I mean, Darren Waller went like in the seventh round. Or I think it was like that. yeah. In the mock yeah, draft, it was, it was crazy. And then, I mean, and what's even nicer too is you can go and look at the quarterbacks and see Dak Prescott going on what the seventh round. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and that's some of the stuff that we'll start talking about. So, um, all right, just some quick notes. Um, Carlos Hyde signed with the team um, after Devontae Freeman turned down the Seahawks. They went out to Carlos Hyde. Does anybody know what that contract is? I just one, know year, one year, four million. One year, four million. Which is pretty good for guys that weren't even being picked up by anyone. So, yeah, and I I think it just it goes to show that I mean the the I mean he's obviously not a long term solution, but he's. You know the Seahawks have lost faith, I think, in in Rashard Penny. Um, there's obviously concerns with Carlos Hyde and his fumbling issues that we can all visibly see. Pete Carroll, yeah, he's a, he's a special guy. Um, he he doesn't care about fumblings uh, apparently. And then Joe Flacco signed with the Jets, so I don't think that's anything. I mean, it's it is what it's it is. Just Sam kind of funny how he, he won't be ready for week one by any means, and then there's still Cam Newton out there. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are getting picked up. Like, I think it's 
Cam Newton's the only, is the only starter from last year that's not on a team. And like, I feel like if if Sam Darnold gets hurt and Cam Newton's still out there, if you're the Jets, don't you just go, eh, Joe? <laughs> yeah, <I would laughs> we're gonna like, go get Cam actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad just that kidding. you know the playbook and everything, but we're gonna roll with Cam, brand new. <laughs> have him go out there, do his thing. Oh, he's so funny. <laughs> Maybe he'll get mono again. Oh, <laughs> oh God, you never know. Uh, he's got coronavirus. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into the quarterbacks. So, uh, I don't know. Our number one's Lamar Jackson. I don't really think we need to talk about that. Roll, I mean, is there is there a world where you take Pat Mahomes before Lamar Jackson? No, not at all. Um, I, I was well, just having this conversation, and somebody told me that, that uh, Lamar Jackson was going to finish outside the top five this year. And I was just like, even if that, even if that's your take, right, and you think that he's going to finish lower than he has, how do you justify taking him after the year that he just put up last year? Like, or how do you justify taking anybody ahead of him, I should say? And I, I just can't find a way to, to do the mental gymnastics to get myself to do that. <laughs> well, you see, when you talk about taking, you're talking about drafting, and I will not have either of the two on my team. I will not draft either of the two due to the fact that they'll be way too early. You're going to see teams that want Patrick Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. There's probably all of them in Kansas City, but, um, you know, I, I they're pretty good, pretty good players, <laughs> but what are you going to do for fantasy? I mean, I can get me a, a, a RB1 for that price. Well, funny, funny enough, Lamar Jackson rushed as an RB1 last year. Oh, he sure did. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and that's the huge like differ- differentiating factor, like the huge difference maker in in your decision to pick him so high is like you're going to get massive return on that pick because he does so much with his legs, and he's shown, unlike a lot of other guys that come in the league with you know the ability to move around with their feet, he doesn't take huge hits. He doesn't really look like he's getting banged up. He does get out of bounds. Uh, when he needs to but he also makes a ton of people miss it's it's a different style of running where he's not just crashing into people and risking injury he he looks very very uh elusive out there so yeah he's harbaugh worry with him like a lot less yeah harbaugh was talking about it one time and he just plays so relaxed let's just sees the game come to him doesn't doesn't force anything he's just kind of plays at the rate that you know a 10-year vet would yeah and I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson versus Pat Mahomes, right? That's the, those are the two guys top two. That's the conversation is going to be about them. And he, I know Pat, Pat Mahomes missed what two games last year, but Lamar outscored him by 130 plus points. Like, okay. So if Pat Mahomes put up 70 points in each game, he, <laughs> he might've beat him, but that wasn't going to happen. Um, all right. So, and Craig, you made a point earlier. We all agree with this point. Wait, 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 wait on your quarterbacks, but in it's this game of chicken right? Like how far can I go before I get, you know, Jared Goff as my only option? How, how early, I mean, how, how late are you or how early are you willing to draft Lamar Jackson? Like if he's there in the third round, is it acceptable to take Lamar Jackson? To me? No. Like no. to me, I, and, and I agree with Craig, like I, I have no ambitions of drafting Lamar Jackson this year, unless I'm getting an absolute discount, but what, where, where's that sweet spot? Where are you willing to stop going wide receiver running back? Fifth, I think. I would and agree with that. I, I don't still won't do it, but I mean, long, at, but... At, at that point, I have, in the fifth round, I, I have two running backs, two wide receivers. 
Um, I was going to say late fourth just because I'd have two running backs, one wide receiver, or two wide receivers, one running back. Yeah. If I can, you know, if I can grab them, then I'm still on the turn too. I mean, so late fourth is the same as early fifth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not going. I think past the third. Yeah. In any mantra I've done, and somebody in your league will take quarterback him. leagues. Yeah. So he's def- definitely a third rounder. I wouldn't say anything different. All right. So, it, Craig, it, so when the, and when that pick happens, it might be too early for our blood. But I bet you that team finishes top half of the league just by Lamar Jackson. You know, carry him around. Sure. Perhaps. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't think they're going to win the league. Yeah, that's the point, and, and that's the difference. Do you want to just? Do you want to make playoffs, or do you want to win the league? Well, and I mean, it's so many strategy. So many times we see, you know, mid-year running backs getting hurt, and you kind of wish you had that that extra depth, right? So, Craig, you've said Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about Pat Mahomes. You said the third round. Does that mean Pat Mahomes is a fourth round pick? Uh, no, I'm saying like. You're, you're right. Like, there's a team that is going to draft Lamar Jackson in the third round and Pat Mahomes, same thing. There's going to be a team that drafts him in the third round. I don't see him getting past the third round because there are quarterback, you know, you know, heavy team, or, you know, there's quarterback heavy mentality out there. Um, so I don't see, you know, in, in, in every 12, you know, teams in one league, there's going to be at least two that are going to go quarterback in the third round. Um, where I would go with Pat Mahomes, we're, we're now talking in the area of like, six yeah because your your other comparable value is you know Dak Prescott Russell Wilson these other guys like right exactly exactly I mean because what what was the difference in fantasy points between Pat Mahomes and Dak Prescott well Dak outscored him first off last year and uh I mean if we're gonna go ahead and project I mean I'm not projecting a hundred point difference between the two quarterbacks so wait the three rounds and get you know a comparable quarterback so that's actually who our number three is right so Lamar Jackson's our consensus one Pat Mahomes is consensus too. And then I think these are some of the guys that we'd be willing to continue to wait late on. I I don't think any of us are, g- are going to be advocating for taking Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes early. Uh, so then it's Dak Prescott. I'm looking at our individual rankings. It's hilarious. Craig and I are exactly the same through the top seven quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> but Dak Prescott's our, our consensus number three. Um, Amari Cooper, CD, I mean, I think it's. I, I think it makes sense uh, having Dak as the third, and then in, in our mock draft, he went what the the fifth or, or seventh round. I can't remember. So, yeah, seventh round, I think, or yeah, sixth round. Third quarterback taken, seventh round. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you look at those gaps. So in between, you know, Lamar Jackson, I'll give it to him. He's a generational talent. Yada yada yada. He outscores everybody by a billion points. He's in that Christian McCaffrey tier one by himself category. Then it's everybody else. So, like, again, we always talk about the tiers of players. If you can stay in that second tier of quarterbacks and your choices are between the third round, maybe fourth round, Pat Mahomes, and dropping all the way to the sixth or seventh round, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, then, yeah, you should drop down there and take other guys at other skill positions that you need much more depth at for fantasy football and for your team to work well. Like, it's, that should be a no-brainer. Yeah, and, and I think it was going to be interesting as this offseason goes on, too, is we'll start to get ADP data. So we'll, yep. so we'll start to be able to have more conversations, not necessarily about how we rank these guys and how we tier them, but it more of a this or that, right? Because at some point, you're going to be faced with that discussion. Um, what What's the reasoning, Dak, over over Russell or or Kyler, who in, and Kyler's our, our fifth ranked? So I, I think that next tier, right, Pat Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Russell, Kyler, where, where, where's the separation factor between those three? 
I mean, Dak and Russell from, you know, just, just pulling last year's stats, it's a 10 point difference. Well, it's a, it's a 15 point difference. So that's not a huge gap. And then you go look at Kyler, who is a little bit further down the line. He's about a 30 to 50 point difference between the two. So there's, there's your tier. It's probably Dak and Russell and then Kyler right below them. But then you look at the changes for the teams themselves and that's how, you know, how it all shakes out i mean that's why we're pushing kyler up right i mean deandre now yeah. joining the team he's got another weapon so oh, he's up there exactly Massive. and i think he's yeah, going to yeah. close that gap between dak and russell and again being a second year quarterback always helps you learn the system a little bit more he's should be more comfortable out there yeah i'm yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very happy when the adp stuff comes out in the data because craig you and i both have russell wilson as our you know our number three whatever i mean it's a 15 point difference so far in 2019 but Russell's a gamer. I love it. Um, you also love Tyler Lockett, so that, maybe that's yeah. got something to do with it. <laughs> I just think there's there's even with Russell West, um, Russell Wilson. I don't know if I'll ever stop doing that. I always call him Russell. Westbrook. <laughs> that's um, fine. <laughs> I think DK Metcalf is going to have a, just an even bigger jump this year, which kind of brings the tandem I would say of Metcalf and Lockett higher than a Cooper and a CD Lamb or a Cooper and a Gallup. Um, the other thing too is, you know, they have Zeke there. That's why I have Wilson over Prescott because there's not as much of a run game to take away from Wilson. Whereas, you know, he is uh, also scrambling a little bit more than Dak is. Um, but, but neither here nor there. The, the both of them have phenomenal offenses. Same thing with Kyler Murray. And the reason why I have him below and he may even finish higher, but right now is just the fact that he's, you know, a sophomore quarterback and they just got a new weapon. So things are just too new for me to be overly confident in their team the one thing i'll say about kyler and i know scotty you really like kyler too so you can talk about it but he's got some rushing ability there that could be shockingly special i mean these rushing quarterbacks and you see they're all mobile quarterbacks in the top of our rankings they add so much value to your team yeah i mean uh last year he showed it a little bit uh, i think this year he kind of steps up kind of like what Lamar Jackson did in his sophomore season, you know, gets a little more confidence, um, able to scramble a little more. I, I know he's smaller, so there's always at risk of him, you know, just taking that big tackle and getting hurt. But, um, I mean, the biggest thing is Hopkins. Right. right there, I think he pushes him up two or three spots. I mean, if that does the case, you probably have him below a few guys, but the weapons there are just absolutely insane. Yeah, the thing with the thing with Murray is his potential is quarterback too. Like he can get there, right? Just, if he if finishes falls above together. Mahomes, I wouldn't be shocked. Right, I would take him before him, but it's right, realistic. But, but you could get you could get Kyler in the sixth, seventh, eighth round. You know, right, I, right. ideally. Yeah. Um. All right. So this next little tier break, I'm, I'll just take him by tiers of, of, of three players, I guess. Um, but Drew Brees, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, um, again, you know, Drew Brees consensus six, Josh Allen consensus seven. Uh, yeah, Desha- I want to uh, dive in real quick on Drew Brees, if you don't mind. Yeah. If you can extrapolate his season or, or kind of take what he did and remember that he missed six games and still finish at QB 22. Uh, if he has 20 points a game, which I think is fairly you know, it, it might be on the high side, but fairly average for Drew Brees throughout his career, 20 points a game in fantasy. He would have finished at QB2 last year. He would have scored 350 points and just beaten Dak Prescott. So 
I had him up at QB four just because of that. And with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders to that offense, I just can't see a world in which Drew Brees is not coming, uh, you know, coming out for blood next year, looking to kill and reassert himself as one of the top dogs in this league. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's and that's a, a guy you can get late to even yeah. later. Oh, he might go undrafted because people, he's going to be buried so far down people's draft boards since he had terrible stats last year. Well, I mean, not terrible, but he's, well, he was buried. In, yeah. And, yeah. And in our mock, he went round 11, which is just an amazing yeah. steal. And that's one of the important um, points to make about setting your own draft board. If you come in with like Yahoo or ESPN's draft board just sitting there, there's a chance that they just pulled their stats from last season and you're looking at it and Drew Brees doesn't even come across your brow. Right. Yeah, no, and that's a that's a fair point. I think for me with Drew Brees is I, you know, we see how that offense has been shifting and I get that if you extrapolate it and all that, he's got an extra weapon and stuff. I'm still looking for those mobile agile quarterbacks but i mean you're right like drew Brees in the 11th round with the potential of you know you you we could probably lock him in for a top five top six finish um you know we have him right outside of that but i i think a lot of i know in my rankings was i wouldn't i would much rather have some of those quarterbacks can that can do you know damage on the ground with their own legs um and i know that i know craig and i both like that about josh allen yeah, I don't disagree with you either. I mean, love Josh Allen. Big Josh Allen guy. Yeah, this, it, it, as we're talking about it, it just seems like there's such a good group at quarterback this year. I don't know why you would ever try and go high in drafting at a quarterback because, like, all the points you make about Drew Brees, like, he is going to have a phenomenal season. Like, he may have one of his best seasons and still could finish outside the top five. Like, that that, that could be this year. I don't know. Um but Josh Allen was definitely, you know, the same thing I use, the same comparison between Russell Wilson to Dak Prescott um, is that I feel like he has a better wide receiver tandem right now. Obviously, yes, Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the league, but his number two is Emmanuel Sanders. He's new. Uh, I know Stephon Diggs is also new in Buffalo, but John Brown, Stephon Diggs, that adds a really interesting, you know, wide receiver core of, you know, going deep, less running backs to take away rushing yards from Josh Allen. Um, so I think most definitely that's why I have him over Breeze. But the two of them will probably finish neck and neck. Yeah, I mean, the rushing ability and the addition of digs is uh, huge for Josh Allen. Not as too accurate. He's got a cannon, though. So if he can hit digs on a few of those long balls, I think he's – I think he's – Easily top ten uh, before Diggs, and just with Diggs there now, I think he's a consistent week to week guy. Yeah, and if he can develop some accuracy and really work some uh, middle of the field short stuff, he could really take a huge jump. Um, I, I mean, I definitely would expect to see him improve, uh, you know, year over year. So, fantastic pick. Um, all right, next next up we get Deshaun. Um, I, I think the loss of of Hopkins you know, takes a major hit to him. He hasn't been as mobile. Um, we have him right now at consensus eight. I know that he's a guy that is likely a candidate to be dropped in my rankings um, as we go throughout the summer. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Do you view him as potentially being moved up? Um, I mean, right now we have him consensusly ranked ahead of uh, Brady Ryan Rogers. Yeah, I mean, I I have him at 10, so I have him as a candidate that I might move up a little bit, but I don't think I would come past where we have him as a consensus at 8. 
um, just because of the other guys ahead of them being in a little bit better situation surrounding them. I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to produce how he did last year with DeAndre, how like now having Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb to throw to and Will Fuller for like one or two games a year. It's like these aren't the guys that are going to come in and light the world on fire, especially for Deshaun who likes to have, you know, a very skilled route runner in DeAndre who can also go and get a ball for you. Brandon, Brandon Cooks is a burner who can run straight and draw a PI here and there. And he doesn't, I mean, Deshaun doesn't get yards for those. Uh, like that's going to kill him. And then Randall Cobb is a, a slot guy. He'll catch a couple balls here and there. And Will Fuller is mostly irrelevant because he's going to blow his hamstring out in week two or three. So I just don't see, I don't see how he's going to do it unless Kiki Kuti decides to show up and be an absolute baller. <laughs> I'd say Deshaun Watson this year has the opposite um, issue is what Kyler Murray has is that he probably has the largest risk as far as he may have the lowest floor. If, if Will Fuller gets hurt, who tends to get hurt a lot, Randall Cobb gets hurt, who tends to get hurt a lot. David Johnson, who just doesn't show up. Like we think he may not like, there might not be anything to this offense whatsoever. And Deshaun Watson could finish like low QB two. Like that, that's a reality this year. For sure. I would agree with that. Yep. Uh, Tom. All right. So the next three I mentioned: Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like it's like the 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 three. You know the well. What is it? Four horsemen. But Drew Drew Brees is, is a little bit higher than these guys. Um, I, I I feel like we're all all over the place with these players. Uh, but Brady consensusly comes in at nine. Um, I I mean that I mean that Tampa Bay offense is going to be scary no matter how you slice it it's just how how well is Tom Brady's fantasy numbers going to going to end up translating into all that uh and I think you know the weapons he has uh I mean Scotty why don't you talk about Brady a little bit yeah I mean this guy hasn't had wide receivers um and tight ends like this in I mean probably ever um bring back Gronk I know we don't have him ranked too high, but we'll get to that later with the tight ends. But just with Gronk, you have even Brait, Howard there as tight ends. You got Evans and Godwin as receivers. Um, your secondary defense isn't good, so you're not going to be up a lot. Um, they're going to give up points. It's always going to be a passing game, I think. There's really no running game there either. Uh, we know there's Ronald Jones and the rookies there, but all those other guys, like they're – pretty much like third down backs um, on a good day. Rollin Jones showed flushes here and there, but I, I just see it being an offense where they have Tom Brady. They're just going to throw the ball until he retires. So I think that's why I have him a little higher. Uh, I mean, it's all pretty close. I know Dallas has him ranked as number nine as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll Dallas talk about that for a bit. Yeah, um, I mean, I uh, mostly I just agree with every single point that you just said. Um, Brady, <laughs> I don't really have too much more to add. Brady's going to throw the ball till his arm falls off. They've got no running game in Tampa. He's great to have with Godwin and Evans and Rob Gronkowski and OJ Howard, and he'll probably throw the ball to Rojo a bunch. Uh, like, I, I don't know what else to add there. <laughs> All right, so just ditto. All right, yep. so let's let's just move to Matt Ryan then, because here's a, here's a guy who lost Austin Hooper. Um, he's still got Julio. He's still got, uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, and I love the addition of Hayden Hurst for that offense. Right. Yes. I forgot about Hayden Hurst, but I think that's a, a still a loss of Hooper. I don't think he's going to be, 
he's not, yeah he's uh, not Hooper. I would agree. Sure. I think he's going to be a serviceable replacement, but he's not going to eat all those targets. Right. But, it's a smart. It, it, yeah. It's a good replacement to lose the best head end on the market. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, and and they also added Gurley to have some semblance of a running game. Again, he's a huge question mark, so who knows what he does. But Matt Ryan should be in the conversation of a, of a quarterback one regardless. And I think that's – we have him consensus at 10, but me and Scotty have him a little bit lower at 12, you guys 9 and 10. But either way, I think he's in that quarter one, quarterback one territory solely based on the Falcons' game plan that we've seen across the last, what, 10 years. They're going to throw the football, and it's going to go to Julio, and it's going to go to Ridley down the field, and he's going to get the numbers. Yeah, it's just that's just what they do in Atlanta. And le- and let's remember, Tampa and Atlanta have to play each other twice too, right? So, yeah. Um, yep. Craig, you want to jump in on Matt Ryan? I really, honestly, have not no. much. Right. Um, I think he's just a very consistent quarterback year in and year out. Uh, high upside. Like, if anything, he can be one of those quarterbacks that gets you like a forty-point game that takes over your week. Like that will happen, at least you know a few times next fantasy season. So. He's he's definitely a rosterable quarterback. Again, eleventh round in our mock draft. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have we have Aaron Rodgers next. Um, I I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, and I I can say that I I have him ranked at twelve. I think it's too high. Um, he's our consensus eleven. Um, so I don't know who wants to talk about Aaron Rodgers, but all I know is the Packers didn't help him this year. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to besides Devonta Adams. He's going to be throwing to you know Lizard. the peanut guy, the peanut yeah. guy in the third row. Don't but, forget about Lazard. Yeah, I mean, and I think yes. Lazard has the ability to be a solid wide receiver too in a real NFL offense. I'm not. I don't mean that from a fantasy perspective. I mean in, in the actual NFL, Alan Lazard can play opposite Devonta Adams. Fantastic, but I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be putting up the numbers that you expect just based on the name Aaron Rodgers for him to, to be worth drafting um, at, at least not with any high draft capital. He's almost a guy that if, if he's kicking around, like we said, if you're, if you can get Drew Brees in the 11th round, then you should damn well be able to get Aaron Rodgers in the 14th round. 13th. Exactly. Okay. There you go. In our month. <laughs> so I will say like Aaron Rodgers and the green Bay Packers, if you really think about it, the breakup has been a long term coming. A long time coming um almost abusive in a way where they haven't been helping him out at all just each off season comes by and gives him nothing more and he just gets more upset more pouty and he, he just seems like he's on his way out obviously with them drafting love that's that's another nail in the coffin another abusive thing for him to go to sleep at night thinking there's another quarterback coming from him <laughs> um but there has been rumors uh, of him possibly being traded to the San Francisco 49ers, which would be interesting. Uh, oh. But but the <laughs> fact that there's even rumors, it, it has to have come out by either his agent or the team. And, of course, the team's not putting it out. So it, it, there's a shot this year that Aaron Rodgers isn't rosterable. And, and he, he doesn't really have much going on just because of his lack of effort. Well, if he does go to the Niners, what do you think that does for his, for his ranking? Do you think it shoots him up or pulls him down? I think it shoots him up. I think they have. I don't know. I mean, he's he's going from a run first team to an even heavier run first team. Um, yep. Decent weapons there, but not anything besides Kittle and Debo still young. I mean, I'd rather have Demonte Adams uh, to throw to. 
Well, of course you'd rather have Devontae Adams to throw to, but I think that what I was kind of getting at was the fact that I think it would revitalize him. It would kind of move him. Uh, New home. Know, okay. yeah, yeah, strive for, for a better, better and the, life. The Niners do love those long-developing play actions that you used to see Aaron Rodgers love like five to six years ago that they that don't would, really call as often. <laughs> it would be really a nice fit to see for an offensive team. Like, watch out for that in the Super Bowl. They would kill me in Dynasty with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I was going to say, your your Dynasty team would be... I would be cooked. I would just have to... I'd punt the year. <laughs> punt it. Um, right, and our next guy, Tom. I'll, uh, I'll let Tom talk about this one because Tom got him ranked the highest. Yeah. Um, I also love this guy, too. Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz is easily one of my favorite quarterbacks uh in the nfl right now um and i'll be hammering him late in drafts i mean there's a chance that nobody's going to be even looking at him until 12th 13th 14th round um but i think yeah the the eagles made a commitment to carson Wentz, and i i believe that they're going to stick to that um and the addition of uh jalen um rhaegar targaryen uh, I, I, I think only makes him better. I mean, Alshon's still there. I mean, Alshon's nothing to get excited about, but from an NFL perspective, he's still a good wide receiver. You still have Ertz. You still have Goddard. Um, Rhaegar's there. And, and, um, Deshaun Jackson's still on that roster. Miles Sanders can catch the ball. So Marcus I think Goodwin too. <clears throat> okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's yes. a deep ball guy yeah, that, yeah. that, Wentz I mean, loves it, to throw the deep ball. It's another, it's another player, and right. in in game one, you saw Carson Wentz come out firing to Deshaun Jackson. Like they need, and Carson Wentz is going to thrive with a guy that he, that can go and score in in five ten seconds, and that's what Rhaegar is. Jackson's going to be there. Goodwin's got that ability, so I think you surround Carson Wentz with the right weapons. He's a good enough quarterback to make those weapons good. And in turn, it's it's a good fantasy fit. Uh, I mean, I, I've said this many times. I feel like that I, I feel like Carson Wentz is one of the most underrated quarterbacks from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, he's been hurt, um, but he's he's somebody that I'm going to be targeting in drafts because I think that that upside is huge. Um, and I don't know if anybody you know remembers, but his his rookie year and even his sophomore year, right before he he tore his ACL. He was all over the place on the ground. So if he can start shaking away some of that nervousness and get back to doing stuff on the ground with his feet, uh, I'm the only one talking about Carson. So somebody else can take it. But <laughs> I love the guy. That's, I mean, he's great. Yeah, I mean, me and Craig have him at 11 each. Um, I mean, ditto what, whatever Tom said because I agree 100%. Um, Craig, do you want to talk, talk about him real quick? And then Dow's uh, has him ranked pretty low, so – so my my thing on Carson Wentz is is like I want him so badly to to get inside the top five of quarterback play for fantasy because he absolutely has the potential. Like you said, Tom, they have put everything around him to get there. It's just each and every year he's been just so just disappointing in a sense. It's like you really want so much not only for him but for your own fantasy team. And can you really trust him to finish as a top five quarterback year in and year out? I mean, I know it's just 2020 coming up, but it's just, he's untrustworthy. Yeah, and I think you nailed it on the head, both of you actually, you with untrustworthy and Tom with the nervousness that he still shows on the field from his previous injuries. 
he doesn't look comfortable to me. He finished at QB nine last year, though, so that, that that's important to, to to mention. If he had a QB nine finish and he's going to get more comfortable, then yes, theoretically, I should probably bump him up. Nineteen might be a little bit low, but I'm not sold on him as a decision maker, as a leader on the team. I think his his teammates certainly say he's a great leader, but he hasn't showed me the consistency and the ability to perform. I don't know, not even on a week by week basis, but in clutch situations on a week by week basis. And in the NFC East, when usually these teams are duking it out for, I don't know, since like week five, it seems like they're always in some sort of tight divisional matchup week in and week out. Um, You know, I'm I'm just not sold that Carson Wentz is going to be able to be the baller and the gamer in that division against some tougher defenses and some teams that really scheme him well. Um, that being said, they like like Tom mentioned, he they, he added wide receivers that he likes to throw to the style of wide receiver that he meshes well with, you know Deshaun Jackson and then his new incarnation in uh, Rhaegar Tar- Targaryen. There, um, it should be an interesting fit, and I'm I'm going to be excited to watch it and see it. And you'll probably get a few a few of those bombs. I just don't know that if it's if I don't know that that's a reliable offense that I want to be buying into, where your goal is to chuck the ball up to burners left and right and hope that it works out for you. I don't know. That's that. That's my my fit that I want. So just real quick, he's thrown seven touchdowns each of the last three years. Sorry, seven interceptions each of the last three years. Seven, seven touchdowns, though. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he's he hasn't turned the ball over. It, so and that's that's my thing. And I I understand everybody can take a look at it differently. I just I I I mean. I'll defend well, Carson Wentz. The, the, the look I take at that, though, is how many times did he throw the ball away on, like, a close third down because he was too cautious to make a, to make a bad throw, and then he just punted. You know, it doesn't show up as a turnover for him, but it's a turnover for the offense, right. and it's a right. lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a solid point. Um, we, have a, we have a shotgun bet somewhere on Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, we'll go oh, with we the Carson Wentz one. <laughs> well, let's move on. Let's move on. Because now, Corey, you could talk about Ryan Tannehill who comes in at our, our consensus 13, right? Yep, Is that 13? 13, yep. Yes. And it probably should be a little bit higher, but I've got him lower. I've got him at eight. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you just saw what he did last year. I think, I think he's here to build on it. He's got all, almost all the same weapons, except he doesn't have Delaney Walker, who's just going to be upgraded, and John New Smith. And then everything else remains the same minus, you know, a couple of O-linemen and then the defense, but nobody cares about the defense here. It's fantasy football. We're talking about the offense. So I think familiarity, uh, another year under his belt in the same system is going to only work wonders for the kid. And he's going to play a full season knowing that he's the starting quarterback and he's not being pushed by anybody else on his, on this roster. Now, the flip side of that is he's not being pushed by anybody else on the roster. Is he going to go back to Miami version of Ryan Danhill? And that's very, very troublesome because it could very well happen. But I think he's going to come out. And I think he I think he does have a lot to prove and just say, like, this wasn't a fluke. This is who I can be. This is who I am going forward. I'm a great quarterback. And he's a great fantasy quarterback because he will use. Oh, boy. Technical issues. Corey, <laughs> where'd you go? During the Tannehill segment, too. You know, I mean, I think his, uh, his me? keyboard got a little sticky. If you, if you want to <laughs> yeah. There he is. There he is. Uh, uh, you froze on back. us. Yeah, yeah, you're back. You're back. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Where'd I tell you that really fun backstory? <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Where'd I, what was the, uh, where that, where I uh, rehash for you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Try it out. Um, same well, weapon, just to, pretty much. 
just to add on to it, because we pretty much did get the gist of it. Vrabel is not Gase, and I don't think that they'll screw it up, and I don't think that he's going to regress to Miami and or Miami Tannehill. And I think that he is in for, for a good season. I would agree with that. Um, before we move on, I have Carson Wentz at eight. You have Ryan Tannehill at eight. Whoever finishes better, is that's the shotgun bet. Ryan Tannehill yeah. versus Carson Wentz. Can I be part oh, of man. this, please? Please. <laughs> yes, Scotty, the, get, on, get on it. The Wentz side. You're, you're taking the you Wentz want... side? Craig, you take a side now. No, now, now, we get, now we got to do one. one. The yeah. thing is, is I like I like them both. I, I feel like All I right, have I them just, ranked. Just pick one. <laughs> um, I'll take I'll take. I'll take Tanner. Craig is choosing fence. Okay. All right. So <laughs> fence. <laughs> okay. Choose Mike Rabel. <laughs> Adam Gase. All right. Um, <laughs> write that down for us, will you? All right. So Scotty and I, Carson Wentz versus uh, Dows and Craig on Ryan Tannehill. Injury um, clause in effect for you for Carson Wentz's huge injury history. <laughs> yeah. I that, already we'll, we'll don't have to figure, like we'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> 12 games or something. Um, yeah. uh, what's one beer? All right. So let's, let's, uh, we're, we're going to try and go through 24 quarterbacks here. We're, we're about at the, the 40 minute mark. So we'll, we'll try and make this uh quick so we can get into the, the, the tight sure. ends. Blah, blah. Um, all right. Matt Stafford comes in at 14, Ben Roethlisberger at 15, Philip Rivers at 16. These guys were all, I mean, I feel like I, every year, these three are kind of always in the same grouping of of players is there any one of these three that you'd rather have uh over the other well i just want to give the people what they want and uh i have matt stafford ranked higher than mr Corey dows i have him at 13 and he has him at 17 (laughs) after last week's debacle that is important to mention (laughs) (laughs) I, i i do want to softly approach or take a step back from that. <laughs> however, I, I do feel his injury history is is you know a huge concern. Um, however, he is you know on the cusp of a, as a quarterback one if he puts everything together for sure. Ben Roethlisberger is also coming off of a major injury, so that's another thing to be concerned about. And Philip Rivers is on a new team, so the three of them, old and kind of risky. Yeah. And these are guys you're talking about as your backup quarterback too, right? You're not drafting them as your starter unless you're in a two quarterback league, right? And at some point we'll do a two quarterback uh, episode as well. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Scotty Dows, you guys want to weigh weigh in on Stafford, Roethlisberger, Rivers? I'm yeah. a Stafford guy. I know, I know, <laughs> Scotty's a Stafford guy. He has him ranked the highest. For me, I am still a big believer in Phil Rivers. I know he's got a new system. I like his, I like his options there in that offense. I think he will succeed. I think he's going to thrive. Um, but I mean, time will tell. I can't believe you took Stafford over Philip Rivers, Scotty. Philip Rivers, your boy, it's your main crush. You didn't hold. Hey, Steph- Steph- Stafford was quarterback four. I mean, you got to take away your hate and your crushes and be realistic in fantasy yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do think big uh big ben can have a big big year as well i guess it's worth mentioning i mean he's going to sure. return to an offense that he's quarterbacked for years and years and years and he is obviously a huge upgrade from mason rudolph or whoever else played quarterback for the steelers last year i mean he's a huge bump to that offense the second he steps on the field and he's typically you know on the cusp of qb1 every year he's, he's fighting for that for that spot so there's no reason to believe he can't come back and do it again and, and you know he, you know, will scare Miles Garrett away. He's not going to have him come at him. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to get powered up on P.F. Chang's and just give Miles Garrett the business. Be like, man, you see, you see my arrest history. <laughs> All right, Tom, do, um, yeah. do you want to just bust through the rest of the top 24 and I get right under the tight ends? Yeah, sure. You want to just name them off? Let's yeah. let's rock it. These guys aren't getting drafted anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we got Teddy Bridgewater at 17, Baker Mayfield 18, Joe Burrow, the rookie at 19, Jimmy G, big handsome at 20, Daniel Jones at 21, Kirk Cousins at 22, Jared Goff coming at 23, and uh, Big Tua coming at 24. So highest ranked rookie, Joe Burrow. That's worth noting. Yep. Um, all right. Still not startable. Tight ends. All right, should we get into the... Um... I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how to start this. Okay, so Travis the Kelsey's big money, tight ends, <laughs> most important position in fantasy football. This is another position that, honestly, if you want a Travis Kelsey and a George Kittle, you're going to be spending way too much money on him. So why don't we just... I, I think everybody can agree we had Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, all that while well, Dallas has Andrews as his third. But anyway, our consensus one, two, three is is those guys. Let's just go around real quick. What round are you comfortable drafting these guys in? How how, how early is too early? What round are they going to go in? I mean, for me, I would draft them in round four or five, but they're going to go in round two or three. Right. Right. And that's 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 what I'm saying. Your personal opinion on how late would you go to, to select these guys? So uh, Scotty five. four or five. I agree with the four or five. Craig, are yeah, you in the third five. round in, at all? I won't. I won't trust myself with tight end. So I'm going fifth round. I'm not even going to draft a tight end until the end of the draft. You don't trust yourself, but you're not going to go and just take one of the proven unknowns. Uh, no, because I can trust myself with other positions and then trade them later. <laughs> okay. So for me, Touché. with with Kelsey and Kittle, I would go as high as a third round pick on them, just because of the value that they bring. So last year, Kelsey returned 205 fantasy points. That puts him right in between Allen Robinson and well, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, and Julian Edelman, right in that in that category. Those are guys that are probably going to go round, you know, two, three, four, maybe a little bit later. If you can get a guy like Kelsey who's going to return that consistently every year, yeah, I'll draft Kelsey. Now George Kittle down at 185 points. It doesn't sound like a huge gap, but that puts him in the category of like Michael Gallup, Stephon Diggs, John Brown. For Kittle, I'm going to wait to like the fifth or sixth round. I'd rather have a wide receiver returning that since I have to start three of them anyways. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then, so then we have Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, uh, Darren Waller. Um, I really want to get into the Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, uh, even Jared Cook, uh, even Austin Hooper. So let's take these five guys and, and just have a quick chat about them because I think these five guys, um, or six, uh, all have the ability to jump into that top five range and you're getting them in when did uh when did you take cook in the mock draft scotty you took cook or no you took henry you took henry no i took both because i kind of said like i think it was around 13 maybe i took cook yeah you took cook in the 13th i have the mock draft up right here but we were actually all talking about it it was the seventh round Waller was up, Evan Ingram was up, and Hunter Henry was up. And we went, this is around that area where, you, you know, you can get that same value with that same, you know, upside of of, of Andrews Ertz kind of thing. Now, now Mark Andrews went early in, in our draft. So let's take him out of the consideration. But between Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, 
that's the order that we have them consensusly ranked. Are they all sixth, seventh round guys? Are any of them you you would take earlier, or are any of them later? Like to me, so just as an example, to me, Jerry Cook and Austin Hooper are far below Darren Waller, Hunter Henry, and Evan Ingram, in my opinion. Um, it, yeah, and, that's and, your that's your tier break right there. That, I mean, that's and, and that's my tier break. Fair. But but they have they have that ability to get up there, right? They have that ability to get up into that top five kind of range or whatever. Is, is right, there an I mean, argument to be had to 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 take Austin Hooper and Jerry Cook at the, the same seventh round draft capital as an Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry? No, I, I don't. I, I don't think Cook is at all gonna be in that area i i actually have him lowest out of everyone and i think it's fair to say with emmanuel sanders coming in that there's gonna be a lot taken away from him when he really didn't show himself as a big part of that offense last year when it was his first year i mean when breeze was healthy he had a way better season oh um, for sure then when he came back he had a great season too so um again i do agree he's not in that tier at all and uh, that's kind of why I, that, that's a guy I'm going to wait on for. He's probably going to be going in the last round in a, a lot of drafts too. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's a guy that you don't have to even draft. It's, like, it's just because you know I mean? like, the name isn't sexy at all. Like, Oh, Jerry Cook has been on like 10 teams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's close to 10 teams. Now. It's, it's been on a lot of teams. <clears throat> and then the other one too, like you had mentioned Austin Hooper, like, He's got so many other weapons around him. I mean, granted, they did pay the man. And somehow it seemed like Cleveland just had an open checkbook that just kept like an empty glass almost. Or um, I forget the word is, but just always seems to have a, a plethora of money to spend. And I don't know why they paid him. I don't think he's going to be fan- like great for fantasy. So I, I think it's a, it's a pretty big separation, in, in my opinion, from the Ingram Henry Waller category. Yeah, I mean Ingram for me is just an absolute stud. He's he's a guy that I would probably reach on uh, a little bit more than some of the other ones, just because of the situation over in New York. And that I mean you got to take into account the entire you know scope of the offense that your tight end is in. And Daniel Jones wants to throw the ball to the quick, easy check down target, and Evan Ingram and Evan Ingram wants to catch the ball and run with it because he doesn't like blocking and doing any of that nonsense. So. I look at Evan Ingram as, as more of like a flexed out wide receiver in a lot of sets on that team, which is fantastic for his, his value injury history has obviously um, quelled his production, which gives you cause for concern. Uh, but then I look at Darren Waller who really, really, really showed up last year, had some huge games, but then you go, okay, well, it was his first year. Now teams know that he exists. How, can he continue that success? And then like we already talked about, then it's a next big step down in tier from Jared Cook to Austin Hooper. Um, I'm just not sold on either of them putting up even the numbers they did last year. And Austin Hooper missed a few games. So, yep. Okay. Um, I hate Baker Mayfield. So, therefore, I hate Austin Hooper. <laughs> there is the argument I, to be I, made, though, for Austin Hooper that Baker Mayfield likes to get the ball out and had what the most of his success when he released the ball under two and a half seconds. Yes. So who's op- who's open under two and a half seconds? Your tight end, short. But there's so many guys there. <laughs> I mean, so isn't Jarvis Landry, though. Like, well, oh, yeah. He's that's even the thing. Maybe that's why they added him, because they, they plan on using him more. Uh, I just wish he stayed with Atlanta, because he'd be much easier to rank. I'll be awesome. Um, yep, right. All right. So let's talk. A, well, let's chat real quick about our last three. TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Higby, Mike Gusecki. Um, 
I, I, I think TJ Hawkinson raw talent is, is by far the most talented out of these three, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything when you're talking about fantasy tight ends. Scotty's a big Tyler Higby guy. Uh, Mike Gusecki, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him I'm at all. I'm not so. a huge Higby guy. I'm just looking at how the offense, when the offense was winning at the end of the year, it was winning through um, a short pass game. They focused more on, you know, just a short game run, quick passes. That's why Brennan Cooks was, was bad. Higby pretty much won a lot of leagues for fantasy people out there because he was a guy that was, I mean, it was Gerald Everett first and then him. Um, not a fan of him. And again, like a guy this late, I still take Cook over him. Um, but I'm just, he's a top 12 tight end. He's a yeah. tight end 11 for us. So, I mean, but this is where see. this is where we need to have the conversations, right? Because this is where if, if you take our advice and you wait on the on the tight ends, these are the tight ends that you're going to be considering when you wait. So I mean, yeah. and, and that's kind of why I think we're Scotty. Like, we don't like these guys. I w- I would much rather not draft the tight end. Believe me. Yeah. Um, and and the good thing about Kaseki too is um, Miami didn't really go out and draft a wide receiver. Um. Yeah. So. I mean, at the end of last year with no Preston Williams, I I know he's giving me back, but Kaseki was a huge target for uh, Fitzmagic. So, I mean, he's also raw talent guy, but again, depending who's a quarterback, depending on the offense, he's a hit or miss guy too. But Well, so I feel like you can group all three and almost even five more after the, the realistic reason why they're even – below a tier of more confident guys of Jared Cooper and I mean Jared Cook and Austin Hooper um, is that their potential you can lump lump them in is that the potential is there for them to move up there is going to be volume to a certain degree it's not going to be a lot but the teams have already showed that they're willing to go that direction Mike Gesicki did come in as a raw talent but I feel like he has rounded out um, and I think that he you know shows the potential again to move up uh, you know, it'd be a, a great tight end. Same thing with Hawkinson. He's got the body. He's got the the talent. He's it just, it needs the team to push him in the right direction. And then Higby again with the Rams, you know, the potential is his volume. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And that is our, I mean, that's our, that's our consensus top, top 12 tight ends. I don't know. I mean, even our individual rankings, only two players fell outside of our top 10 within our consensus. And I had Higby, outside of our top 12 and and Dow's had Gasecki outside of his top 12 but other than that all the players we just mentioned were within our individual top 12 um so I mean these are the guys we're, we're really suggesting that you go and get late uh and can perform as a tight end one I mean I would I mean Dow's has said this plenty of times before too if you get a Tyler Higby or a Gasecki you're streaming tight ends you know you're you're playing best yeah matchup. like and that's kind of all where these you back end guys point, it's just right? they're interchangeable but don't pass up on mike evans on matchups for yeah, exactly. for for you know uh mark andrews or something ridiculous right don't don't let that that happen um all right so does anybody have anything else to say i hate talking about tight ends and you, i think you, after this you don't have gronk in there i mean we I don't mean, we, the, the biggest yeah yeah um it, we can, t- no we, can, we can talk about Gronk when we talk about ADPs and we see where he's getting drafted and we can kind of talk about, okay, this isn't right. Uh, I don't think Dr- Gronk is a, is a draftable player. 
he's not the player he was. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, and he's going to be dreaded high too, just because the name. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's probably a good thing you bring that up. So no go on Gronk from Top Shelf Fantasy. No soy fiesta. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, this podcast sixty five. Um, we're done with quarterbacks and tight ends. The the pain is over. We can get back to wide receivers and running backs. Um, what do we, what do we get coming up next? All full rankings are going to be on the website, by the way, top shelf fantasy.com. Yep. And then Tomorrow, division previews coming your way within the next few days, maybe a couple, yes. week or two. I, I wouldn't say a week or two. Um, I would, <laughs> I wouldn't even say the next couple of days. Uh, we have uh, divisional previews is uh, a big thing. I know that we all, uh, have talked about wanting to do, and it is a big project of ours. And I would say, you know, there may be some fluff, maybe some mock draft stuff, some some fun stuff coming up. I would, I would think that we could all agree that we're going to need some time to really dig into these divisions. Lots of mock drafts. But we had bounce back players. We had breakouts, sleepers, busts. We had a lot of other stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. That's all coming. Oh, there's there's a lot of fun stuff for sure. So we'll uh, and a lot more a lot more bets. A lot lot more shotgun bets. (laughs) (laughs) Our dynasty draft is coming up too. We could we could uh, let them in. I think I think we I we should bring the equipment. Oh, we should definitely do something live from the draft. We should do something. We'll get some videos maybe of some of the debauchery going on at our draft class. (laughs) It's gonna be ridiculous. (laughs) Our draft party. I will have this trophy there. Oh, oh yeah, he was the winner last year. The viewers can't see it. Luckily, they just hear you. Oh, you can see it that. Could be a teeny little one. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, you'll, you'll have, get some insight have... into you know what a what a top shelf fantasy draft draft war room looks like. It's gonna be pretty. <laughs> we're gonna be pretty set up. So <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, um, and I think Tom might be taking um, you know, the guy in his background. Oh, you, you think? He's, I'll tell I'll tell you right now. He's gonna pick four. At some point, we need to we need to have a like a like a redo ranking party because J.K. Dobbins shot up my rookie. Uh, uh, Before rankings. the podcast, maybe let's just you know compare our right after the draft to you know right before the dynasty draft and see what the difference has been. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, we can do, we can definitely do that. Um, all right. Well, let, why don't we sign off, um, and then uh, and then we'll get going on on some more content. Again, YouTube. Check the description in the in the podcast. I'll link to YouTube. Head over to the website. The link to the YouTube mock draft uh, will be there as well. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf FNTSY, TopShelfFantasy.com. You get the full rankings, all the articles, all the podcasts, all the things. Thank you for listening. This is Top Shelf Fantasy. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY. Head over to our website at TopShelfFantasy.com. Stay fluid, stay loose. Peace. Bye-bye. That's the end of it. (laughs) Bye-bye.